Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> Mike, just say everything you said. As you said it right from the start, we go again. Oh, what a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hello, listeners. Welcome to the Keep Watch podcast with my friend Mike. We've been talking for about 20 minutes, I'm going to say, on um, yeah, the two Johnnies. We sorted them out. Yeah. Um, misogyny is not good for people out there, okay? Don't be, <laughs> don't be sexist or misogynist. Yeah. Um, but we ultimately, kind of came it, to, we had an argument about, uh, we, we, again, we danced around the whole thing because it's a very difficult conversation to have, the whole misogyny and cancelling. But we understand now that the two boys are going to be starting their uh, program on 2FM, which I won't be listening to only for the reason that I don't have 2FM anywhere in the house programmed in and i'm not going to go out of my way to listen to something new i'm too fucking old for that shit it's the keith watch podcast it's essential like your breakfast it will get you up and going there's the things you didn't know yeah it's the keith watch podcast it's the keith watch podcast give you energy like buck fast and if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might tune in, but I, we're, we're not the target audience, Mike. We're not the target audience. No. But ultimately, our conversation ended with us saying it, it's, it's, we're happy that, that they're getting the chance to do their show. I'm yes. Sure that, I'm sure they'll do a fine job. And, and sure then it ended with you saying, I haven't been recording, and I called you a tit. Oh, you sexist. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't. How dare you? Men have got, men have got breasts. You just can't. A, no? tit, a tit is a little bird. I've got loads of them at the back. I'm very warm all of a sudden. Now I can't hear you. You're drinking tea, so uh, the listener is going to be just listening to nothing. That's fine. That's unless I good. put some content in. Well, the, the, we just <laughs> we recorded nothing for 20 minutes. Oh, that was great. It was a great 20 minutes. Though, as well, Mike. It was actually. It was nice to have a chat because I said at the very beginning I needed to talk. I needed to get stuff off my chest. And it seems I have done, and I haven't embarrassed myself. And I think, uh, in the, it, you know, as can often happen in these conversations, you tie yourself up in knots trying yeah. to say the right thing, and yeah. you end up not saying the right thing. Yeah. So I probably ain't sounded like a misogynistic twat. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> twat, you can't say twat. Um, but uh, <laughs> I wonder, actually, yeah, saying things like twat or the c word is that like, you know. If you're using if you're using someone's genit, you know, one one sex's genitalia as a as a bat. Yeah, it's, oh it's, Jesus, no, that's too, just, that's a step too far. Okay, um, isn't a twat a part of a nun's habit? Oh, I thought it, it's a nun's bad habit. Um, <laughs> you can't say stuff like that. I can say it about nuns. 
They're androgynous. They're, they're married to Jesus. They're yeah, okay. yeah. Bride to Christ. Oh, to fix my twat. I, I, I couldn't. Is it a part of a, a nun's habit? I, I, I don't know. I, I heard that once. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whether that's true or not. I've dredged that up now. I'm just thinking of a nun's fun. trying to. Like, I've just cleaned my twat, and or I, I just. Yeah, we should stop talking about this. Um, if you, <laughs> uh, God, oh. after, after, after that brilliant conversation that we had that we didn't record about a sensible conversation with the two Johnnies, Putin, we started to talk about World War Three and Putin, and you were talking about John Sweeney. I was. John Sweeney, at John Sweeney. Is it John Sweeney? John Sweeney Roar? I think it is John Sweeney Roar. Um, he's um, a British journalist who got sacked by the BBC for being a little bit controversial and actually speaking the truth about a number of things and having an opinion. But he is in Kiev at the moment, as everybody's calling it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we were all brought up with Kiev and all, all of a sudden it's Kiev. But anyway, Check another Kiev. broadcaster got into trouble about that during the week. Um, my, mine and your favourite host, Ryan Tuberty, came on and his sort of monologue was all about why they were pronouncing it some way and then somebody i think wrote in or said something along the lines of listen they're under bombardment from a you know an alien fucking invader at the moment so uh let's not be taking the piss and uh whatever and then some justification online about you know <clears throat> well he's a, it's a light entertainment program and then somebody quite rightly piped up if it's a light fucking entertainment program don't take the piss out of people who are at fucking war so um that's left aside. But John Sweeney, I was listening to him this morning. Um, yeah, he did uh, Finding Jelaine, I think, on LBC. Okay, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very good uh, journalist. And he, you know, he, he found, you know, war crimes and evidence of all sorts of bombs and these bombs that take the oxygen out of the air and do this sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's gone full metal jacket and and, and Putin is not... He's lost the run of himself. He was actually saying that uh, Putin's on quite a lot of steroids for a bad back, which is why he appears puffy in the face sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's a fact. This gentleman has fact-checked what he says. So, yeah, even though lots of people don't get to know him, he said it before to some other head of state or whatever, that I'm, you know, I'm on steroids, a bit of a pain in my back. Blah, blah, blah. Now he's gone complete fucking, you know, Avengers-style crazy. Doolally. Yeah, I, I I did see someone explain the because it's kind of hard to know really what his issue with the Ukraine is. You know, I mean, uh, you're you're not supposed to call it the Ukraine either. You're supposed to call it Ukraine. Yes, it's like we, the Philippines aren't the Philippines? They're Philippines. Philippines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Italians are just Italians. Yeah. Um, Lazy. The the, the um. Yeah, someone explained it that the problem for uh, Putin was that Ukraine were, after removing themselves from whatever you want to call it, the USSR, the Soviet Union, whatever, and they were doing just fine on their own. Um, and they were they had become a progressive Western society and they were starting to enjoy all the trappings of a progressive Western society, uh, freedom of speech, um, uh, free media, yep. Free media, yes. Yeah, so they could uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, a, a propaganda-free life, really. Uh, and it was starting to pay dividends then 
for the people. They were happier. Yeah. They had a really friendly, nice uh, president, vice president, a couple of Jewish lads anyway as well. For, yeah. For, yeah. Just to point that out for anybody who heard the Russians saying that they were going to rescue the people of Ukraine from the Nazis. Yes. Uh, the country's been run by two Jewish people. Um, but the big problem was he was trying to keep the people of Russia under his thumb, uh, trying to siphon off a lot of money, keep them poor, uh, keep himself rich, keep himself and his friends rich, and keep the people down. And they were starting to see Ukraine, and there were, that has an effect on a country, because they're like, well, hang on, why are we living like this? And why is you know this form of... Uh, this, part of former part of the former USSR yes, or whatever yeah, you yeah. call it. They, they seem to be thriving. That's what we want. And that's, that's not good for. It's not good for a, a dictator. If people start looking West yeah. instead of looking East, you know, that's, that's really bad for Putin. And, <clears throat> you know, it was, Ukraine was part of the Russian Federation and they gave it up. And, and as part of that, in fact, the West denuclearized um, Ukraine. So they had nuclear capabilities, you know, and, and that, that can be seen now as long-term, a bit of an oops, you know, they should have left them with one or two. <laughs> Just to say, because your man, like, I'll press the button. No, 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 lads, we'll fucking press the button back at you. Because that's what he's got. He's got the biggest toys in the pram to throw out, old Mr. Putin. Yeah. He's got the most, and he's got the biggest, he's got the biggest shitty stick on the planet. Yeah. And he's he seems like he's he's he wants to use it and will use it. You know, he's already used sort of nerve agents and stuff in Syria. And this stuff goes back eight or nine years. The whole Aleppo, the whole Syria, the whole uh, you know, it's not it's not it's not conspiracy theory, you know, it's Putin, it's Brexit, or not Putin, it's it's Trump, it's Brexit, it's all these things, you know, Cambridge Analytica. Facebook, you know, all the adverts coming out of Russia and whatever. There's been a cyber war going on and he's trying to change. It's ironic because the more he tries to change everybody to this kind of ethos that he's got, i.e. make me wealthy and fuck the rest of you, yeah, the worse it's going for him, mm. uh, which, yeah. which happens to all these psychopaths, really. You know, and and you know, and 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 you see, Trump would have thought that's a great idea because, oh, look at him. You know, I, I think I can, I can get an extra presidential term out of this. He tried to change the law on how many presidential terms he could have in America because it's it's set to two at the moment. And he thought, you know, Trump sort of in, sort of himself as this sort of like Western dictatory kind of guy who could manipulate everything, but he was too thick for a finish. Yeah. And, and and as you said, it's it is. I mean, ultimately, how Trump got elected. Yeah, yeah. So it's so the the, the tentacles of Russia are in everywhere. everything and everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and you look at if you look at the British response, the English response to the war has been quite muted. And you know, there's 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 an issue there with oligarchs and and, and, they, and I mean, they've done money. nothing with Abramovich. Nothing. He can. He's se- he's selling his houses. And he can liquidate his assets, but his yeah. houses are like ten or twelve million. It's pocket change to him, you know. He's put his his Chelsea, his beloved Chelsea, into stewardship. He can just pile money into that if he wants to, or he yeah. can just fuck off if he wants to. Um, you know, they 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 closed the two banks. You know, Boris Johnson stood up and said, "We're closing the two of the biggest banks, whatever." 
but he's given them a 30 days in which to withdraw their money and make other th- you know it's not yeah these are not you know the, the 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 political parties in the uk are awash with russian money um everywhere's awash with russian money that's the one thing that the oligarchs and all the big boys have got lots of but they're thankfully, getting pissed off now yeah thankfully they are thankfully we have no russian money well we the hse was done over do you remember by, yeah by the russians uh, yeah and, and and that crowd um have uh were, were trying to do some other things and they got hacked <laughs> somebody decided to hack the hackers no way yeah two days ago yeah wow was that so anonymous was, you, uh no, well it's some crowd online have come up and said listen you know these are the fuckers that are punting all these lines about everybody and whatever, and they're trying to hold states to ransom and whatever. So we decided to brilliant and put all their stuff out online. You know, it's like another Panama Papers thing. So I thought, good, good on them. But yeah, it's horrible. The whole war thing is just, it's horrible. There's this, you know, we don't know, you know, 15% of the world's um, flour comes from Ukraine. Wow. Uh, more than I think twenty percent of the world corn meal corn is is grown there. It is the no bread basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And you know, if this goes on for much longer, the price of like your essentials are going to go through the roof. Which really, it just fucks the poorer people. You know, yeah, yeah. Just okay. yeah, because people like me and you, Mike, will will survive. We'll have less yeah, money. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, it's going to cost us more to run our car. It'll cost us more to get into into work. It'll cost us more to do the shopping every week. All that kind of stuff that will add up, and we, but we will survive. But it's the people who are just about getting by. And if you know, if the price if the price of anything goes up, it it it'll take them down. You know, and that's that's war always war always impacts on the poorest because it's the people of the poorest families that get sent out as soldiers. It's the poor people that can't afford the stuff once the price goes. You know, it's so yeah, you know, and and. and and I always come back to this. It's more expensive to be poor than it is to be rich mm. or to be middle class and comfortable. Yeah. You know, there's a peak, there's a little sort of the weighing scales just kind of go pivot. And if you're poor and things are getting more expensive, it's just you are the one that is just screwed. Yeah. The first and the hardest. But you see, it used to be, I don't, I, <clears throat> I think, I think I feel like war is different. How we, how the world sees war is different now, because it used to be like, Oh, if, uh, like who, like who's like, we, we, we saw war in the past as like, you know, good versus evil. Um, the West versus, well, I mean, it was Germany versus the rest of the world. For, for two world wars but it was more slightly more complicated than that but it's you know it's ultimately just it's 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 ultimately just somebody with money wanting more money and someone else with money wanting to protect that money and like it's not about brave young men going off to war and fighting for their country no and it's on the pretense of some ideological craziness which is mm. like really right or really left and they bank all that and they and they seem to be they seem to pull all these people with them and they you know they become ultra this or ultra the other or whatever drag a handful of people and the more psychotic people become and the more ingrained in this belief system they become the more angry they get that the rest of the people don't see things their way and 
theirs is the way and they become more aggressive and more money and land grabbing and want to just power everything it's all about control and money mm. um you know and land it's land you know people want land yeah they want to yeah. rule stuff it's land oil whatever the fuck yeah. whatever's and going on whatever you have in yourself we'll we'll we'll, we'll control that thanks very much and I listened to another gentleman the other day talking about, um, I think we might have mentioned this before, the, the worst person you could want to become the leader of a country is somebody who wants to become the leader of a country. Yeah. You know, that's... But it, and that, 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 that also works for politicians. Yeah. You know, the worst people that you want to run the country are the people who want to be... You know, a politician. Exactly. You know, yeah. those people who grow up wanting to be politicians. Yes. Like, oh, you, <laughs> we yeah. do not a want you. Running. You know, a career politician. Mm. What's that all about? They want to keep their job, so every four years they will peddle as much crap at you as they can to keep the next four years going. It's only for them. It's not. It's self interest. No, it's not ideals of anything else. This has got very deep. Yeah. Very very quick. Very heavy, isn't it? Yeah, I've you know I've got a new thing for the show. Oh, Mike has a yeah. new thing for the show. A yeah, jingle for the new thing for the show. No, it's I, a I, new thing for the show. Mike's uh, new thing yeah, for the show. Now, what I'm going to do is really poor quality um, audio, um, and I'm going to. This was a voice message to you yesterday, and I was I was out walking, and it was windy. So apologies, and if you can't hear it. I will. I, I if you can't hear it, fuck off. Yeah, so I'm going to try this. Hold on. <clears throat> I've never done anything like this before. I'm going to try it. Hold on. And I hoped, fuck, I hit the right one because it could be really filth. Um, so get ready to mute. Can you hear? Oh, whoa, 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 one sec. You're on. Um, oh, my God. You're on double speed or something. Yeah, how does that happen? How in the name of Jesus did that happen? And now I don't know how to get rid of it. Oh, my Jesus. Oh. Mike, you've ruined your big... I have uh, literally ruined the show. Which one were you going to play? <clears throat> um, oh, hold on a sec. It's <laughs> how many seconds oh. long is it? It's only, uh, I think it's 39 of... No, it's, I can't tell because it's still... <laughs> hold on. Here we go. This one. Dear Keith, an anonymous listener writes in, Dear Keith, I've been listening to a fantastic play called Who is Aldrich Somebody or Other on BBC Sounds app. It's a really good play. I'm really interested in it and it's really funny and quirky. I would like to be the person that wrote this play. I'm sick of my current job and life and wish for uh, an opportunity to sit down and be able to write one day. But I know in my heart of hearts that if I was given the opportunity to sit down and write one day, I wouldn't be happy doing that either. So I find myself in a bit of a quandary. Can you help me? Did you make any, did you get the gist of that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So um, you've been listening to a really good play uh, called uh, Who is All, <clears throat> Who's Aldridge Somebody or Other? Yeah. Who is um, Aldridge Kemp? Ah, I must have a listen to that. Who's Aldridge On the Aldridge BBC Kemp? Sounds app. I think it, 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 the problem was it was really good until it finished and then it had a really bad ending. So uh, 
I wouldn't recommend it to Okay, a okay, okay. But I really thought, you know, well, sorry, the, the listener who, who rang me. Yeah, know, of course. Yeah, <clears throat> the anonymous person thought that they would really like to be the person who wrote that because it was such quirkiness and it was great and it was really teed up really well. But they knew in their heart of hearts that if they took time off work and just wrote stuff that they would um, sit down and hate doing that as well. So, um, yeah, they were asking for your advice, Keith. Okay, my advice, Mike, uh, to the listener, to whoever yes. it was that sent yeah, that in yeah. that wants to, uh, is that every morning yes. you should do morning pages. Oh, morning pages. What if you yeah. don't have time to do it in the morning? For, for the listener, they're very busy in the morning. You make they're time. Very, they're not very good in the morning. This is my advice. You make time. Oh. If you, you know, if you don't want my advice, Mike, that's fine. But this is my advice, uh, listener. Who, who, so I'll just show you. I'll show you an example of my morning pages. Right? See that? Oh wow! Well, you actually write stuff in the morning. So every morning, I write three pages. Three pages of gobbledygook nonsense, right? It's just it's just scribbles. It's words, but it's just whatever's in my head. I just write out in three pages, three foolscap pages with a pen. And I, there's no, I don't worry about grammar. I don't worry about spelling. I don't worry about, you know, if a sentence doesn't lead properly into another sentence. I just like write. It's just it's it's the habit of it's it's the habit of writing. Yeah. Okay. You were going to say something, Mike? No, I was going to say... You going to say something on behalf of the person who... Yeah, the anonymous person then said to me that if he came up with something about journaling or something like that, does it have to be sort of in context, in like on that day? Is it diarizing or is it just a... No, like, I mean, uh, you can, like, most of the morning I'll sit down and just to start myself off, I go, oh, it's Tuesday, it's, I'll do the weather, and then I just start talking. I just write what's in my head. And if, my, if what's in my head is like, fuck that fucking dick bastard head, I hate that guy. Uh, if, if it's someone I'm angry with, that's, I'll write that out. You know, if it's something that I've been thinking about over, overnight or something that happened to me yesterday or something that I'm not looking forward to that day or I hate my job and I have to jump in my car, and I have to do this and that, blah, 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 blah. And you, write, you just write all your thoughts, whatever's going on in your head, write it out. And then I have to, and that dog, and, and if the dog came in and pissed in the corner, you might just go, oh, no, the dog's after pissing in the corner. That's another thing to worry about. Or, but you might be a bit like, you might be feeling grateful that day. So you're like, oh my God, so the sun is shining. It's nearly the summer. I can feel it. You know, the birds are out in the back garden. Whatever you're feeling, you write it down and you just do three fool's cap pages and you do that every morning and you, you, you make time. So you get up, it only takes you about, you know, 10 or 50 minutes. You get up a little bit earlier and then you go about your day. And my feeling, Mike, for you is that that's not like you're, you know, you might end up, journaling like writing three pages of a play every morning if, if that was but the idea of these is not to write something it's not for purpose it's just to get it's just to get you going and i feel like if you did that every day you would eventually find time in the day to sit down and write other stuff as well i don't know how it works i don't know what the science behind it is but it works mike so yeah, that is interesting so it's called journaling or there's a book called the artist's way um that is this book here and it's basically a course you can do you do it at home yourself and it's a spiritual path to higher creativity don't mind the spiritual shit but <laughs> but it's not like it's not it, it is it does seem religious but it's not like <laughs> <laughs> well, i give you advice but don't mind the spiritual shit. 
<laughs> well, I know that, like, I know that if I said it's a spiritual path mm. or something, you might, that might immediately for you go, oh, fuck that Yes, shit. it would. That would be a, a massive nay, nay. In fact, um, we must mention your last podcast or the last podcast of the Keith Walsh podcasts. Which anyway, will you, will you try? I, I'll talk to the anonymous person. Will you talk to the anonymous person and see if they'll try that for a week? Yeah. It's just the time, isn't it? Why? You've got time to sit, like, you probably, you probably... You probably spend 10 minutes looking out the window, scratching your arse. No, you don't. You don't. You see, I get up. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything in my morning is uh, regimented. What time do you get up at? Uh, 6.35. Could you get up a little bit earlier? No. How dare you? <laughs> Could you? Yeah, you see, it's morning pages, really. And it, you, every morning you get up at 6.35. No. Um, sometimes I do. If I go to work, I get up at 6.35, 6, so, 6. And you start every day at 6. That's, your, that's the only shift you do. No, unfortunately, now uh, you come to the second, uh, dear, dear <laughs> Keith. <laughs> <clears throat> and I, I, I'm, 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 I'm sort of, I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing the caller now because I don't want to play it on that thing anymore because I think the quality was too shit. But it, it came something along the lines of, dear Keith, um, dear Keith, I've been working on a three-day week from November to March. As March dawns upon us in these early days, I am now expected to go back to five days a week. Um, I now feel like a bag of shit and I don't want to do any days a week. Dear Keith, can you help us with this? I messed up the last bit there. Help us. Help them help with, with this. With with this, um, I can't do anything about your job situation, but it does lead me to not your job situation, the person's job situation. It does ask. Mm. It does. It does bring you back to the question I had: was is does that person have to work the same shift every each day? Is it like is it always? Do they always have to get up at six thirty-five? Do you know? No, Keith. Their shift patterns are all over the shop at the moment which makes for even more excruciating days of having to plan and set different alarms for different fucking days and different fucking times. So they got to get up at different fucking times and go to bed at different fucking times. So you're all over the fucking shop for the whole fucking summer. I'm paraphrasing. What the yeah. Thing. What was, what's your earliest time you have to get up at? Uh, about 5.45. And then 6.35 isn't too bad, is it? Yeah, then eight twenty, and one of them is like nine o'clock or ten. There's a, there's actually a twelve o'clock shift. So how many of the the really early shifts would you have to do? I think the person has to do maybe six a week, six a month, of each type of shift. Oh yeah, so it's a nice spread. So 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 you might get like no no, it's not Keith. It's not. <laughs> it's not a nice spread. That's not that you're just you you're putting words into their mouth. As in. You're not, are you going to get like, do you work five days in a row or is it like three days on, two days off? Three? Oh, now you're asking some pertinent questions. So some dumb fuck has gone like three on, one off, three on, one off, um, five on, two off, six. On. I mean, for fuck's sake. You've no idea. So there's no pattern. There's no set. No, none, none whatsoever. And I used to write rosters all my life. Mm. That's what I told that person who rang me anonymously. <laughs> Mike, you're you a great roster guy. I was a great roster guy. And I always let people have two days off, finishing on an early, going back on a late. 
I should. That I, was I self-preservation. Know, if, if this is your first time listening to this, it was uh, me and Mike used to work together. He was my boss in a hotel in London way back. That's why we're doing this podcast. Blah 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 blah. Go on. Anyway, he's great. Great roster. Yeah. So yeah. So um, th- this person has um, the uh, the audacity to not give people two days off at a time and fuck their life up. Right. Um, Okay, so that's back, a powerful thing. Okay, so that is what it is, Mike. Right, you're gonna have to you're yes. dealing with that anyway. And you're gonna have to continue to deal with that, right? So, yeah. so all, all you can do outside. So you can't. So that's outside of your control, right? So what we try uh, and do, uh, unless unless the listener, which there was another thing in their ear saying, they should get a new job, which they've been offered. Oh, so that was the other dear, Keith. Right. Let's let's hear that message. Here's another dear Keith. Dear Keith. Um, in the course of my duties, uh, hoovering my house the other day, I received a telephone call from somebody I used to know. This person went a roundabout way of telling me that uh, they were looking for people to work with them at a very good rate and with nice sort of, uh, you know, you know, sort of perks, perks and, you know, plenty of way to make extra cash. This rattled me, and probably the second time in a week, another uh, opportunity has arisen. So this rattled me further. And all of a sudden, when you're rattled, you look at your current situation and think, hmm, is the grass greener? Please help, Keith. Mike, that person, that anonymous letter writer has... This is an interesting time for them. It is, it is an interesting time for them, yes. How do you... Ooh, I'd need, I suppose I'd need to... It's very difficult. For, I mean, what do they want help with, Mike? Do you think? Like, like just to make them feel better or do they want advice on what to do? I think they were looking for advice on what to do. I think they, they, they know in their heart of hearts that if they took a um, another more responsible job, mm. they might have to sort of sort their shit out a little bit more and be a bit more responsible. And they've done that in the past and kind of didn't like it, but it would at least give them the, um, the opportunity to write their own hours. <laughs> oh, wow. Which may allow them to journal a lot more. That's very tempting. Mm. Yeah. You see, like in, in, I think this, the thing is here, we need to look at what we control, can control, control the controllable and, Try not to control the uncontrollable because that will only frustrate you. So what are the things that you have control over? This is not me. This is the other one. Um, um, what are the things that this guy has control over? So he does, So say, for instance, he stays in the job he's in, right? I, they identify as her. Her. Yeah. Stay for, say, for instance, she stays in the job she's in. She can't control her hours. She can't control the roster. But she can control getting up a little bit early to journal every morning. She could. That yeah. is that is a controllable situation. Yes. That's something that that person could control. So even yes. just because very, very often people want to change things and they want to change everything. But sometimes one little change uh, that doesn't upset the apple tart, as a famous former Taoiseach once said. Um, Who said that? <laughs> Bertie. Don't, know. Oh, don't, don't, don't upset the appetite. 
It's all snakes. It makes more sense than the it's, sna- it's all snakes and daggers. Um, <laughs> snakes and daggers. So, um, so, so that that means you could just make one slight change with journaling every morning. But maybe, maybe the job opportunity is an op- is an opportunity for you to go. Okay, I'm. Maybe the, for this woman, life has been. Contr- they have been passive in their life, right? Maybe she's she feels a bit passive in her life, and maybe this is an opportunity for th- this woman to take control and be and make a decision. I don't mean a positive decision as in this is positive, this is negative. I mean mm-hmm. make a decision as in okay, I'm now making a decision. I'm going to stop being passive. I'm going to make a decision that which means that I'm in control of things going forward. Now, it's scary and it's like, shit, am I going to have to get my shit together? Am I going to have to like turn up looking um, presentable every day? And, you know, how does how do I look now? And how do I feel now? And how do I want and all that kind of stuff? But they feel they've done that before. So that's an easy enough sort of but having it back on. Yeah, of course they've done. Yeah, of course it's an easy. And also it's like, okay, so this is my, so then you get the opportunity to go, okay, so, so I'm going to do this. And my job is just my job, right? So she needs to remember that. Her job mm. is just her job. It's just a way of earning some money. But it allows her the opportunity to do all the things, like maybe journaling in the morning or whatever it is, a bit of writing then that will come from journaling. Maybe a night course, because you can't, she couldn't do that now because her shifts are all over the place. She can't really plan anything. Uh, but she could plan if, if, she, if she had a bit more structure and a bit more... You know, if she was in charge yeah. of the hours she worked, that that would so then the controllables become bigger, because for me the job she's in now is so all fucking over the shop. It gives her a if she wants an excuse to not do anything else for herself because she's like, well, everything's fucking all over the place. What's the point of starting anything? What's the point mm. of booking anything? What's the point? Of, like, so I don't know what shifts I'm going to be working in three months time, whatever. But also. No, it's not an excuse it's a fact <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah so possibly another opportunity with more structure allows her the opportunity to control to feel less passive and more in control of what she does next and what she decides to do that would be my advice to her if you want to pass she, that she on. also just texted me like she's listening to this conversation she takes me to say that she feels like she may have wasted the Three, three day week that she had during the winter, yeah, and squandered she, the other four days. You see, yeah, but 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 you there's, see, I think there's a lot of regret in what you know was. But, but did she? But did she? Because I I don't know this woman well, but I have a feeling that she wrote a few short stories. I have a feeling that she did a she might have done her own podcast for for lockdown. She you did, know. and she helped out other other things. I mean, she she was very busy. But yeah, not busy for her. So, yeah, but so now she's now she. So yeah. there was a lot of unknowns back then. Like, and it was lockdown. You're being told whether you go back to work, when you go back to work. You were you didn't know that the four day week was going to last, or the four days off a week was going to last forever. It was kind of like, oh, might as well enjoy this while I can. That's psychologically, that's okay. You know, I mean, that's a. You know, we've all done that, and that's fine. Maybe, maybe she needed that break. You know, maybe she needed that time off. Maybe, maybe she, she needed to recover. High blood pressure, and she needed to get that. <laughs> time. 
or something. Yeah. May have had a murmur or something. Maybe. Yeah. Ingborn well, Tornow. Fucking Veruca on her left fucking foot. Ouch. Underneath, right underneath on the base. Yeah, the last time she had a Veruca was on the tip of the middle toe, which was possibly the sorest place ever to have a Veruca. Wow. I had to go to the doctor. She was telling me this the other day. So we talk about and um, it was really, really sore, apparently. I had to go and get it iced out and whatever. But now she's on the solitol or whatever it's called, drips that you put on it. And and she she was funny because she was talking about um, farukas and nits being the same thing. There was always a, a dirtiness. Yeah, as, yeah, faruka, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dirty, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, dirty. Yeah, dirty she felt days. like she'd been dirty in the pool. Oh, yeah, they've got yeah. farukas, that family, down the road. <laughs> But Mike, I think yeah. her trauma and her you you explain you explained it in the letter. She explains how she was hoovering, and then this person got in touch with them, and that that left her feeling shook. Was that how you described yeah, it? Rattled, I think rattled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's because ultimately, in her heart of hearts, she knows it's time to make to make a change, and and she can't put off making that change anymore because sometimes the universe presents you with the opportunities to make that change and it's it's the struggle between uh <laughs> it's yeah. the struggle between doing what you know is probably the right thing and and the fear of what's on the other side of that decision you know yeah and it couldn't have come at a worse time for her because she there she was hoovering enjoying her hoovering and um but the thought of the the, the having to go back to work full time is, is there behind there's this kind of built up a wedge of anxiety yeah. Yeah. a little wall of anxiety yeah um because losing control and not having as much time at home whatever this person i mean i know her she does not want to work she would rather watch television is that an option and uh, not at the moment i wouldn't have thought no how many years has she got left in her working oh, years are probably 10 so do you think, I wonder, would she like to just give it a one last rattle for a few years? I think she might do, yeah. And and ultimately become more comfortable in the long term. Yeah, she might she might want to do that. I don't I don't know. I think she might. And I think if if I know her, if I know the woman you're talking about, the kids might be growing up. Yeah, they'd be gone with that. So the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So her husband, her husband might be busy doing his own thing. Yeah, he like, works. He works hard. Yeah, maybe, maybe she took a back seat for a little while to to focus on family, and and now it's now it's her time again. Yeah, and 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 this is where this podcast started off that the listener didn't get is that we we love women. Yeah, and it's women's time. Yeah, because the two Johnnies were anti women. <laughs> <laughs> they appeared to be uh, yeah for a time in, the, in what they were saying but they weren't it was, no. you, you missed out in the context of it yeah exactly so the listener listening to this doesn't get the context of the two johnny's gag that i just gave because yeah. they didn't listen and they'll yeah, never exactly. listen because no, you didn't, didn't, I didn't press record, record. <laughs> okay you're just you're, you're just derailing the conversation to get to because i really need to nail this i was nearly said nail this woman i really need to nail this problem for this woman <laughs> you see See, if somebody took that out of context. Oh, yeah. I'd be done. Yep. 
Um, so, uh, so Mike, tell her there might be a, an opportunity here, and maybe it's time to be brave and put on her big boy boots and 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 see what's on the other side of that decision. Yeah, I think you might have to have a word with her. I'll t- I'll tell her what I'll, do. I'll tell her to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah, because we've got a lot of positives out of this. We talked about the variables, being controlling the variables, and then being in control of the variables mm. as much as you can with your destiny or your future. And I think that your experience of, I think her experience of working in this type of environment or a job before will be different to the new her, the new yeah, I, th- I think you're right, because I think she's grown up a lot of, as a lot of people have done. Mm. They've come out of this lockdown, come into what they were used to, mm. and they thought, Jesus, it's, I mean, I have in my personal life. I've come out of the lockdown and thought, wow, this life balance thing is all over the shop. It's mm. wrong. Yeah. We're not living. We're just doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I definitely, like me personally, working a nine to five job i feel like there's times where i struggle against it because i don't like being told what to do i don't like structure i don't like conforming conform i have a big problem with conforming you have a big problem with pressing recording (laughs) (laughs) conforming and recording they're my two big fears uh but i know it's good for me and i know it anchors me and i I know that now post like i what i learned during lockdown and from my last experience of work of my job before i take with me now in that yes i do work and i have a job and it is like you know mostly 40 hours a week that i have to do in that job but i make sure that i do the things that i like to do out as well as that yeah 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 and i do i do work for me i do my own stuff i do the podcast or i do some writing or as i started doing a bit of stand-up now or you know that i have to I never should have stopped doing those things. And, and listen, or I should, did, never should have not started doing those things. How did the stand-up go? Well, I can tell you in a sec, but Mike, will you promise to pass that on to her or oh, make her listen to this podcast? She's listening anyway, probably, is she? Yeah, she, yeah. she yeah, remotely on my phone. Will you let, tell her to let me know how she gets on and what I decision will. she makes? Does she ha- when does she have to make this decision? Nothing is written in stone. Okay. The, the beauty of this situation is that you can just jog along. Maybe, m- maybe she, she was saying, explained to me the other day that the status quo is, is manageable and, you know, just easy. That's, okay. that's the one thing that she's kind of at odds with. That what she's doing at the moment is easier. Mm. than what she possibly could be doing but who knows but it, who can tell easier it doesn't sound easy because no no there's a lack of control yeah, yeah because the roster like that would drive me insane yeah i think she's a bit of a control freak nothing wrong with that no i don't think there is anything wrong with that no but no what are you trying to control your own life that's okay yeah, yeah yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with anxiety don't think there's anything wrong with controlling yourself trying to or stuff around you as long as as long as you you do it in a healthy way um yes exactly 
Uh, people in cupboards and taking the sky remote with you to work. <laughs> That's that, I read that during the week. That I, I this is nothing to do with the phone or the uh, the anonymous letter. But there was yeah, that you know the, the, um, there was a case of um, in England, so coercive behaviour, which is something we've never touched on. But yeah. fucking up, this fella, he was he was leaving the house. And he was taking various cables with him, a different one every day and different remotes and taking all the batteries and all this sort of stuff so that his wife wouldn't be able to watch television if she had five minutes. But he left, he left her a list of stuff to do. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah, that's another, that is a completely another story of was just when we mentioned controlling. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> you don't start controlling the fuck out of everything. But yeah, this no. guy, fucking psycho. Wow. Um, unplugging the satellite dish was one of his things. Gaslighting. Massively. And and just blatantly controlling. Controlling, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that goes on, like people people don't know that extent. Money, no, no. People, you know, only I can have access to the accounts and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll give you your money. Yeah. Crazy. But they were also talking about a woman doing it to a guy as well. And um, yeah. The, the 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 and the, and the the I forget what I was reading it now. It was um, I think it was a case history of coercive behaviour or because it's a new law and they were going through stuff, but the the females being controlling over the men were much more um, I don't want to say aggressive, but really quite nasty. Wow, you know, and causing physical harm. Yeah, whereas the men, it was all mental. Yeah. Odd. Odd as fuck. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary. Scary yeah, shit. Bananas. Like yeah. for that, that that's someone's life reality. Yeah. And, Imagine. Yeah. And out to the rest of the world, that couple will appear to be brand spanking new. Yeah. Fa- fine, upstanding members of the community. Yeah. Um the stand-up, Mike. Oh, I did yeah. my I think I'm on I think I've done my fourth uh fourth bit of stand-up now. I went up to Dublin to do a proper kind of comedy club. Uh, you know, these like they take over Open. the the basement or the upstairs of a bar, and it's just like, you know, they just you know set up and uh there was about maybe maybe 30, 35, 4 of 30 people there, all kind of foreigners on you know, tourists looking for a bit of comedy on it on a Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, because up until then, I'd done it mostly in Keats Comedy Club. I uh, just got up and did five or six or seven or eight or 10 minutes. And uh, yeah, so it, it, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, Were you properly know. shitting yourself? Um, I ha- There's been moments where I have been, but like as as I do it, what I, I, I've kind of have in my, in my head, like a lot of the time I, I have stuff written but I'm not sure exactly what way it's going to go once I get up on stage, what I'm going to mm. say, but I have stories I can tell. Um, and what I'm doing at the moment is trying to get used to the awkwardness of standing up on stage and not being afraid of like silence. So like breathing, just relax on the yeah, stage, yeah, yeah. say whatever comes into your head. Don't panic. Don't worry about it too much. Just be cool. And, you know, uh, I was talking about how age, you know, my age, um, uh, you know, I was saying, like, I'm, I'm I'm late to be starting this kind of stuff. You know, it's, I'm, I'm 48, I'm old or whatever. And I kind of looked over and there was, this is an old, old Dublin style pub. But there was a picture of a Victorian lady on, 
on a, on a, in a picture frame. And as I was chatting, I was going, I'm, I'm, I'm 48 now. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I was, oh, that's my wife. And, you know, and I was, uh, and then I just went, oh, I said, oh, she's dead now. And it, that just became a thing, you know? So it was, people just thought that was funny, you know? And yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. I was able to just be very in the moment, just shit, shite talking. Uh, you know, I had some idea of where I was going to go, but I was able to just, you know, stop and say, you know, yeah. I was talking about, I start end up talking about how many times are you supposed to have sex if you're in a married, you know, every week, how many times are you supposed to have sex, you know? And I was, so I was going around the room asking people how, and everybody was like, I don't know. Everyone, they were all in couples, so they were afraid to say, you know. I was like, you supposed to have sex once a day, once a week. Uh, so that was something that just came up, you know, um, as it were. Boom. <laughs> so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really felt like that's, that was my, like, I'm not sure how funny I was or how, like, people were, were laughing and stuff, but I'm not sure how to gauge the success. But the success for me was that I was up there uh, and I was comfortable and I was kind yeah. of able to just roll with it, even though I kind of had a story and a structure. Um, and yeah, I really liked it. Like it, it confirmed that I, I do really like it. And it is really something that I'd like to do more of, you know? So I couldn't think of anything worse for me to do. I, I would just be petrified. Mm. Fair it's... play. I, I, I couldn't, I would just, you know, the thought of because every every comic you ever hear you know the first time the first gig i did was the worst gig i did you know it was like and it fell flat in my face and why would you go back in and do it and whatever and they talk about you know the awkward silences and all this sort of stuff but i suppose they're young most of the the, the stuff we listen to now comedy wise they're our age and they've been doing it for 20 years so they yeah. should be good at this stage or if not they wouldn't have made a, a success of it so when you are 20 you are kind of like, oh, 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 oh. and, and you, you can imagine the fear and the panic gripping you. Yeah. And I would oh, yeah. still get that at this age. You know, yeah. I mean, you've done a lot of public stuff. I haven't, you know, I, I, I would just be fucking, I'm, I'm actually wringing my top here <laughs> thinking about it. My hands have gone white. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, sweat. but it's even like, I, I mean, I, I, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and stuff and I've heard them talking about, you know, seeing somebody doing their first gig and not even being able to control their hand even feel that just oh yeah I, I get that you know and it's um it's, <laughs> did you mean to not make any noise there I, I can't control <laughs> did you mean to do that yeah well i thought someone was coming in the door i stopped talking um but uh yeah so and you see i did a little bit on saturday night with and we had deirdre kane and emma dorn yes they were at on keith's stage comedy at keith's club comedy in... club in newbridge in judge Roy beans and jesus like emma's emma emma emma, emma and deirdre brilliant like deirdre's like watching like because she's a little bit older than me, but she's been at it for years. She is a fucking absolute pro. Like, you know, just to see her at work is just like, oh my God. And it half part of it made me think, just fucking stop even, don't even try yeah, anymore, Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other half of me was like even more determined to do it because she was so brilliant. I was like, oh, imagine being that good at doing that. Like, so look, am, am I am I a bit old to be starting this kind of thing? Possibly, no. but but 
also fuck that shit, you know. Like yeah, I yeah. I made a joke, I was talking about um the war. And you know, uh, I was you know, as all men would do is like what if you had to join up, if you had to go to war and you know, help defend Ukraine, would you do it, you know? And I was like, "Oh god, yeah, maybe probably, I don't know, I mean, you know." And then I thought, actually, I'm probably too old. Like in World War II, it was probably people like me were probably the elderly and we were probably given like hurley sticks and told to guard, you know, yeah. the local fire station or something. Or, you know, I'd be marching up and down my own drive as a, you know, sort of. But but as soon as somebody, as soon as that thought entered my head that I might be too old, I was like, fuck that. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, I'd go, I'd end up in war just to prove somebody yes, else wrong. I'm exactly, not yeah, yeah. old. Like the guy who told me like, you shouldn't run marathons after a certain age. And that was the year I ran three marathons just to fucking prove him wrong. <laughs> it's probably not very good for your my, knees. My hips haven't been the same since. <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's that thing of someone saying you might be too old for something that makes you go. Yeah. Eh, fuck eh. that. No, I don't think you are. I think I think comedy and I think the ability to be relaxed on stage and to have this internal thing going and you have stories and you can ad lib at the same time proves that you're sort of you're going at least down the right sort of track with it. You know, mm. keep going. I say keep going. Did you have to perform in, in front of Deirdre O'Kane as well? Well, yeah, she was there. She was backstage. Oh. Yeah, but what she was she listening. Say? Did she give you she, any words of encouragement? No, or? she said, "Yeah, really good. Just keep, keep, keep doing it. Stick at it. Stick with it. Really good. Go. It was really good. Really good uh, for your second gig." She said, "I mean, for for whatever it was, third, She said, uh, "Yeah, when I did my third gig, I was absolutely, I was vomiting. Like, yeah. So, so she said, uh, definitely keep it going. And we had been chatting earlier, and she was like, "There's a lot. You've loads of material. Just, just keep working at it. You know." So she was very encouraging. And I should mention Emma Dorn has been very, yes. very encouraging as well and sent me the names of people and clubs up in Dublin uh, to get in touch with and all that kind of stuff. So plenty of encouragement and help. And so, yeah, I will I will keep going, Mike. Do crack on. And I think we should invite now the people who have been listening this evening to have a dear Keith. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. Do, yeah. And writers from yourself or writers from some made-up woman, whichever. <laughs> not made up he's my friend <laughs> oh brilliant oh man I don't even know how long this has been because we missed the first 20 minutes yeah you tit <laughs> <laughs> tits we didn't get to do a chat 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 check it out check 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 um, what have I watched I've um, been watching um, are you a Star Wars fan have we mentioned Star Wars before yeah have you watched um, the, the new Star Wars stuff like the book of Boba Fett or any of that that's sorry, I thought you were talking about Star Trek. Yes, Book of Bubba Fett. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched it? Perfect television. Again. Hello? Come in. Somebody's knocking on his door. Hi, Finn. Hi. It's his son. Just He's recording the podcast. We've finished. We're just wrapping it up now. Which in five. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. You okay, boy? Yeah. He's okay. Finn is okay. That's good news. Finn is okay. Um... Book of Boba Fett, absolutely yeah. perfect, along the lines of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian, but I, yeah. But I thought it was almost better than The Mandalorian, although everybody said the first four episodes of Boba Fett were really boring. I found them fantastic, of him sort of, you know, telling the story of how he got to be there. I thought it was really good. And then it, it did reach a crescendo. Uh, lots of faces came in that we weren't expecting. I nearly cried at one point. Um, it was just beautiful, and uh, it was real Western. I mean, people with, 
you know, snoods and neckerchiefs and, and whatever, and uh, cowboy hats and gunslinging, and it was just brilliant. Yeah. And uh, even some of the episodes were 40 minutes long. I thought they passed in the blink of an eye, mm. literally. Two mm. set. Like, what happened? Why isn't there more? I want to see more of this. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love the... I love the fantastical characters, like the. Uh, I love the woman who's the the mechanic who fixes his. Yes, um, brilliant. His new his new car, his new yes. Machine, oh, and she flying machine. Oh wow! That whole scene, that whole montage uh, of them putting that together was was brilliant. She's a great character, but even like the, when, I just love I I love the little moments where like, like you the see the the opening of the new. Pro, program and the scene is set you see like a little town and it's nighttime there's a town in the background and then like this little tiny little fucking alien half alien rabbit sort of scurries across the screen and then this fucking other alien type thing comes down and eats it like but that's just a little tiny aside you know there's always stuff going on like there's extra i i it's exactly what i said to jimmy i said i've got to watch it again because i missed half of it yeah the detail is just superb Really, John good. Favreau, the guy who wrote it, is a genius. It's like genius. I like comics. I like comic books. Yes, it's a comic book. It's a moving, breathing, living comic book. And that's and even, the style, and it's brilliant. And the art at the end of it, yeah, they can actually see where they've come. They've the, the art of the scenes. It's like it is like flicking through a really good comic at the end. Mm. Brilliant, absolutely everything about it is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, some people have said your man who plays Boba Fett, the uh, the Kiwi guy, is a bit of a shit actor. But I think Star Wars has always had its good fair share of shitty kind of almost over the top acting. You know? Yeah, it's it's a type of acting though, isn't it? It's like it's, it is. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a bit. It's it's almost overacting. It's like a comic acting almost. Yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he's just a miserable Kiwi fella. Yeah. Yeah. Boba Fett. Let's go and kill him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think it's fine. I think, I tell you what, I think it's jarring initially if if you haven't watched Mandalorian. I think the style of it, people might find, oh, this is as you said, like, oh, the acting is terrible, or this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Forget about that. Go Just with it. L- go with it. Let it happen. Just don't t- turn your critical eye off. And just yeah. enjoy, and just immerse. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah it is yourself. phenomenal. I was listening to um, James O'Brien interviewing Keir Starmer, the labor, the labor leader of the the labor, the English labor leader. In fact, it's quite topical. I think the Irish labor leader, Alan Kelly, is about to about to step down, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I don't know what the score yeah. that was going on there. I, I, I saw at one point he had stepped down, and then that, I oh. saw that on social media, and then I was listening to the news, and he hadn't. They were just. But, there was talk was he was going to. Maybe he's learning to dance for Lanigan's Ball. Oh, in, stepped up, baby. I stepped, stepped in again. I stepped in again. Yeah. <laughs> learning to dance for Lanigan's Ball. Six from one, six from ten, double and six from one, two, and Everybody knows the words of that. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go off now and listen to some more podcasts and we'll do a more of a chat 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 check it out next week. And we must and do this more next week because I do feel like my uh, yeah. my friend has spoken. Yeah. yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. Keep the faith. Okay, brother. Uh go watch football with your son. Yes. Enjoy the I think, evening. I think I think Liverpool are playing. I will enjoy the evening. Oh yeah. Thank you. And namaste. 
Namaste. Namaste. Namaste. I see the God in you. I see the God in you. Isn't that what it means? Oh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> the artist's way. A spiritual, spiritual path. path to higher creativity. The artist's way brings much insight, gently helping you to see what is holding you back and showing you how to move forward. Martin Scorsese wrote, this is a book that addresses a delicate and complex subject. For those who will use it, it is a valuable tool to get in touch with your own creativity. Martin Scorsese. Fucking hell. That's it. We can't better that. No. no. It's happening, wonder, Mike. I wonder did Martin Scorsese ever forget to press record? <laughs> probably. He probably fucking did. Right. I got to go, guy. Bye, Mike. Bye. Thank you. Miss you. Bye. Love you. Need you. Mind yourself. In Say hello to the West. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.